Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. This week on the Disruptor Series, I'm joined by George Chase Jr. of The Sublets. Hello. What's going on? Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the new addition to your family. How are you adjusting to life with Thank a newborn? You. Oh, it's a bit much. We've got three under three and a half. Oh, and my. Uh, they're all, yeah, uh, but it's awesome. It's just a different type of love that you feel for, for these kids and um, you know, and, and then to kind of see your, both your, your good qualities and your bad qualities getting passed to them and, uh, makes you kind of, I don't know, just reflect a little bit more on your own, the ways that you act and, and the things that you do, and then wanting to be a better role model for them. But it's a lot and it's, it's tiring. And I, you know, it gives me a new appreciation for those who, um, are single parents or like I, I've got an amazing wife and I'm, she's an amazing mother, but it really, you know, makes me look at those who are, single parents or who have, you know, trying situations and and maybe things aren't as easy and really just makes my heart go out to them. And I don't know how people are expected to, I don't know, function like, you know, work and and do all the other things, have, you know, short paternity or maternity leaves. And I don't know, it just kind of gives you a lot lot of perspective on things. But, you know, at the same time, it's it's amazing. It's the coolest job ever to be a dad and so rewarding. Did you plan on having so many so close together? No, um, we planned on having two. This might be a little too much information, but our, uh, my wife and I had tried having kids for a while and it wasn't happening. So we had science intervene. And so our first two were very purposeful, like very thought out. We had to go through injections. We had to go through IVF. So the first two were very purposeful to have those two close together. And then, uh, the third one we had been trying for years to get pregnant. It never happened. So we just kind of presumed it wasn't going to happen for us. And sure enough, she came the old fashioned way and, uh, <laughs> we are blown away, uh, and super ecstatic and excited. But, you know, it, it, you asked us if we were going to have three under three and a half, we probably feel like that was pretty daunting, but when the good Lord says, Hey, it's time. It's, you know, we're not going to argue with the plan and we, uh, we're excited to have her. When it's going to be one of those things where there's going to be certain periods where it's going to be really tough that they're all, you know, right now they're all toddlers and newborns, and then it's going to even out for a while, and it's going to be really nice that they can play with each other, and then you're going to have to buy a bunch of cars in a row and college and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I I have three older siblings, but they're all 11, 13, and 17 years older than me. So I never had close siblings growing up, Um, and I always kind of wanted someone around my age to play with or to hang out with. So I'm hoping that, that they get along and that they're friends. I know they're going to fight sometimes. I'm, I don't have, you know, I'm not delusional, but um, <laughs> it is cute to even just already, you know, I've got a, the oldest three and a half and the um, second one is almost two. And it's fun to even just watch them play. So yeah. it's fun. So with all of that going on, how did you start happy hour sessions? So that started a little over a year ago. And it was kind of my answer to, uh, I was losing my mind during the pandemic. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't performing out. I wasn't connecting with audiences. I wasn't, you know, really wasn't doing much with other people and in front of other people. So I had this idea that I was going to sit down with some of my artist friends and just write songs. And, you know, we'd write songs, we'd drink, we'd have fun. And it was really fun. And and we figured we'd start to film it. And it just, it kind of became this thing bigger than what I even imagined it to be. You know, I thought it was just going to be this funny, almost like, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Hot Ones. Mm-hmm. where people basically eat hot wings and answer questions. I was kind of looking for something like that, where it was going to be kind of funny and maybe like drunk history and, mm-hmm. you know, the, this other stuff. And it kind of just became this, almost this documentary and like people were opening up about things that, you know, the show suddenly wasn't this superfluous, like funny 
drinking show, it was actually like it meant something to people. Uh, and they were talking about their process or talking about their loss or talking about things that they don't really talk about. And uh, it became this, I don't know, more beautiful thing than I could have ever imagined. And yeah, and it's, I think we've got like 17 or 18 episodes filmed. I think we've released 10 or I think we've released 11 so far. It's been incredible. And uh, the amount of people that I've met through it, the amount of awesome collaborations that I've gotten to work on. And, and I don't know, just the whole thing has been incredible. So really grateful for the experience and grateful that it's so far been well-received because it's so hard. You know, you work on a project and the same thing with any art. You work on a project and in the vacuum of your mind, it seems like it's a kind of cool idea. And then when you try to implement it or put it out in the world, you never know, you know, it stops belonging to you. Now it belongs to the world and they can judge it or say things about it. And you're always, it's always scary. Um, but luckily it's been pretty well-received. People have been, um, appreciating what it is and uh it's just neat to kind of dig into the songwriting process with somebody who you know i don't know just with another person and you're writing the song and you're just trying to get it done in you know two or three hours and it's just it's been really cool and it's also been awesome that we have not written a song that i haven't been happy with you know i'm proud of everything that we've written proud of how we've done everything uh and they're all been different you know some are piano ballads some are you know rock tunes some are you know whatever it's just it's been really neat where can people find that? What platforms is it on? So easiest way to answer that is you go to happyhoursessions.com. Different links and everything are right there. But if you go to YouTube and type in Happy Hour Sessions, you will see our YouTube channel and you'll see the episodes that are out, plus behind-the-scenes clips and some trailers and some other stuff. But YouTube is, is our you know, main way that we're releasing it. And then you can still go to our Instagram or TikTok and all the other stuff. It's either under Happy Hour Sessions or Happy Hour Songs, depending on which platform you're on. But again, that's all at our site, happyhoursessions.com. But they're cool. You know, they're 15 to 30 minute episodes. And, you know, you basically, there's a new artist every week and we sit down and we have some drinks, write a song together and get to know each other. And it's, it's an absolute blast. We've already got 10 other people uh, who are lined up for season three. We have not started filming that one yet, but we're also trying to branch out a little bit and get some bigger names on the show, you know, and see, see how far we can take this. Have you ever kind of interviewed yourself or the band? Have you ever like explained the songwriting process for your own songs? No, I, uh, I, and, and it's funny that you even say that because I've, I've never really thought about that. You know, I've sometimes done like little clips on social media where I talk about a song or how it was written or something, but usually it's a very quick, you know, just kind of what the song means to me. But no, I really don't. I haven't talked too much about my songwriting process. And even when I have a guest on, I let them steer the ship because... I figure people get bored watching me, you know, week after week. So they want to see the guests kind of steer the ship. Um, so no, we really don't get into my own songwriting or the band songwriting. You know, once in a while I might answer a question about it. You know, some of them might ask like an interview question, but for the most part, no, I, uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. I, I guess I really haven't really talked too much about my songwriting. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What would you like to know? Your song Up is about finding confidence to stand up for yourself. Where did that song come from? The song itself was just a, a, you know me fiddling around on the bass and getting some ideas in my head. I was right in a writing session with a couple of my buddies, and one of them started getting this idea. He's like, man, it'd be really cool to have this talk about standing up for what you believe in and you know, it could be a cool, like, song to unify the crowd and say, you know, all we have is this moment right now, this community of people watching this show right now. So we started kind of playing with that idea. Uh, him and I wrote the chorus together about this standing up together. And, you know, we're not even going to let these, these jerks, you know, break our stride or waste our time. And then my other buddy uh, actually had some lyrics written for another song that he 
wasn't really happy with and it wasn't really fitting. And as we kind of explored what the song meant, he was like, man, I've got some of these lyrics already written. It could be really cool to fit these, you know, see how well they could fit into what we're writing now. And it was really kind of a team effort. He presented these lyrics to me. You know, some of the stuff changed, but for the most part, it was this idea that, you know, there's going to be people who, you know, you, you knew growing up who loved you, whether they were family or friends or whatever. And as you get older, as you kind of outgrow people, you find your new clans and your new tribes and your new groups of people that you love and, and call family. And then that becomes your new, you know, the, the new people that you love. And we just kind of put the song together and kept working it. And, uh, you know, and it's hard because there's so many times that you have a song like that, that you want to overdo something. You want to make the chorus flashier. Or you want to make the, you know, the bridge, you know, do something different. And sometimes the simplicity of what a song is, is the most powerful part of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of my favorite songs of all time are just, you know, three or four chord songs, but the message, you know, really rings through or it's something that people can sing or, or it's accessible. And that was something that we, you know, cognitively chose with this song was we didn't want it to be super crazy, you know, have a bunch of different pieces, a bunch of different parts to it where people, you know, couldn't really sing along. Uh, we wanted it to be something that was pretty repetitive and, and simple uh, so that people could, you know, sing along to it, know the words after a couple of times of hearing it, uh, and at least sing, you know, have, have that melody kind of stuck in their head. And we just didn't want to overthink it or be too clever. So, yeah, that was that was kind of it. And then we just, you know, played a bunch of times, figured out kind of what felt good and, and what tempo felt good, what key felt good, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, the song itself, well, it took a couple of weeks to really flush out. I would say that, you know, the core of the song itself was really written in about two hours. Wow. We have a program so that our listeners can rate songs as they play, and we get response in real time. And Up is getting a 4.33 out of a possible 5 right now. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's really catching I'm on. Gl- so your plan to make it anthemic and all that is definitely working. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's so hard. I, one of the things I realized with, um, with Happy Hours and talking to other artists is sometimes people write songs to be you know, they're writing songs as art and they're, you know, they want to show off something or they want it to be this meaningful piece. Sometimes people write songs to connect with the audience and to connect with people. You know, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of reasons why people write songs and what they're trying to do with those songs. And, you know, whether with the audience, you know, just telling their own story or, or whatever. And I definitely fall more on that side of, I like writing music and playing music that connects with the audience that people like. doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and try to write, you know, pop songs or, or hits or something all the time, but it definitely means that I'm trying to write something that's a little more accessible and that, you know, people can relate to and, and want to hear. And, you know, so it, it does make my heart smile to know that it's resonating with people and they are connecting with it. So thank you for that. And it also seems like you guys take it pretty seriously to be positive with your message, especially a new song, Misunderstood, came out with a music video. It features a bunch of people with the hashtag Misunderstood written on various objects. And the message for that song, you said, was really to see how people interpret misunderstood, but also to have people understand that we're all a little misunderstood. Yes, absolutely. It, it, you know, it started off as a relationship song. It's actually, I, it was one of the first songs I ever wrote about my wife, uh, my <laughs> now wife, but at the time girlfriend. You know, we were teenagers when we first met. I, w- I was 18, she was 17. Um, we started dating pretty soon. And, and you know, you kind of grow up with each other and, and sometimes you realize that it's not, you know, you get into a fight or something and it's, it's not anybody's fault. It just 
it is what it is. There's, you know, learning how each person values. And, and this was one of those songs that I had started writing it in a moment of frustration where it was like, man, it, it happened again. You know, everything that we said to each other, we just, we aren't hearing the same way. Like, how, why is that? Um, and so I kind of just started explaining this to my mind, in, in my mind and, and going through this process. And as I started writing, this was also one of those songs that, you know, I, I had written this, I had always ex- expected that I was going to write a second verse for this song. And as I started kind of recording it and playing around, I really realized that like, man, this is, there's a beauty in this. Um, and the repetitive, repetitive nature of it is just that kind of you're beating your head against the wall where sometimes you're telling somebody something and you feel like you are completely crystal clear and they are just not getting it. And yeah, and this song kind of evolved from what once was a relationship song to kind of this global feeling of like, man, I feel this all the time. Like I feel this so many times with family and friends and, and other people started resonating with it and feeling like, yeah, I, I really, it's not that it's anybody's fault. It just, it is what it is. And it's own life of, of feeling less about a relationship and more about, you know, life in general and, and kind of the overall, you know, humanity of, of trying to be understood by each other. The press release says that you continue to invite people around the world to participate by creating their own misunderstood signs, taking and sharing yep. photos and telling their stories on social media. Is there a preferred platform? Nope. Whatever people want to share it, however they want to, if they want to do videos on TikTok, if they want to just do pictures on Instagram, however they want to express themselves. You know, obviously we encourage positivity. We, we don't want hate speech. We don't want, obviously it's hard because there's a lot of people out there who are going to be trolls and, and mm-hmm. you know, do some stuff that are that's more negative but there is a powerful feeling when people are connected in feeling misunderstood or feeling like outcast and just to know that you're not alone just to know that you know you might feel misunderstood or feel like you're not being heard but there's a lot of other people who feel that way too and it's i don't know there's that community and feeling like yeah maybe maybe i'm not being heard right now but there's a lot of us that aren't heard and and kind of just keeps you inspired to keep going to maybe maybe realize that it's not just you, it's, it's a global thing and we all come from different places and we're all striving to be heard and, and understood on, on some level. Yeah, and if you're feeling misunderstood, it might be because the person you're talking to also feels misunderstood and yep. that communication needs yep. to open up. Yeah, I, I definitely fall into that category where I, I have a very strong need to be heard and be not necessarily be told that I'm right, but at least to be acknowledged that you hear what I'm saying. And my wife very much has that feeling as well. So when her and I were, would get into fights and, you know, have these disagreements, a lot of the times it was just that we weren't acknowledging each other, you know, being heard. And that's, you know, I mean, like I said, that is just a global thing. I've experienced it with other people. And I think a lot of other people, you know, experience it. And sometimes they internalize it and think it's a, a them problem when it's really the other person on the other side. And not always, obviously, but it's uh, definitely something that, you know, a theme that I have connected with a lot of people on. You guys are also selling misunderstood t-shirts and a portion of the proceeds from those will be donated to causes. Can you tell us which causes you're choosing? So we, I'll be honest, we have not finalized the causes, but they are going to be anti-bullying. We're really trying to align with groups that are anti-bullying, anti-hate speech. We want people to feel like they can express themselves in a nurturing environment and you know, and even if they're expressing themselves and they're wrong about something, we want, you know, we want to encourage people having dialogues and talking about things and, and realizing that like, hey, maybe I'm wrong about this, but 
there's a respectful way to be told that you're wrong about something. And so those are the groups that we're re- we've really been looking into. So I don't want to say any specific names yet because we, like I said, we haven't finalized the agreements with them, but it is, it is a lot of the anti-bullying and anti-hate speech. You know, we want people to be able to continue dialogues and feel like they're being heard. And, and those are the, the charities and the groups that we're aligning ourselves with. Will Up and Misunderstood be on an upcoming album? Yes. I never wanted to release an album. That's a lie. When I was a kid, I wanted to release an album. And then when I got older and music, you know, there was all these Spotify's and streaming services and all these different algorithms and everything else. You know, it didn't seem to make sense to actually have an album. The more that I'm kind of getting into this and the more that, you know, I think that our music should be heard as one piece of art or, you know, one album. And so we are, we probably got about eight songs that have been recorded so far. We've probably got another 20 or so that have been written, just not finalized. But we're going to finish recording everything in November, and then we're going to get ready for a spring release. Is there going to be a tour with that release? (sighs) I'm hoping. So, you know, we're trying to be purposeful about it. We don't want to play shows just to play shows. We want to go places where people want to see us. We would start with, like, a regional tour. We would start, you know, Madison. What's nice about Madison is you guys are, you know, we're in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything feels like it's, you know, no more than, like, a 15-hour drive from us. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to New York or Nashville or Madison or, or anywhere, like it always feels like you can make it a day or two. It always feels like even if you play a couple shows along the way, stop in whatever Fort Wayne or whatever, you know, there's a lot of great music towns along the way that we can you know play in. So as long as we can do it purposefully, we are very much looking into trying to do like a two or three week, you know, regional tour or something where it's like 10 days to the east and then we come back and then 10 days to the west and we come back and then 10 days to the south and come back and see if we can't put together a spring and summer tour that's, you know, put together that way. But nothing has been officially announced or, or put together, but we have been exploring it because we're, we're getting questions and it's super flattering. You go into music and you dream of playing shows for a lot of people in a lot of different states, but it's kind of cool to actually hear, you know, see it come to fruition and people wanting to reach out and wanting us to come and play. So, oh, believe me, if we come out, Madison can be one of the places we want to head. Awesome. So I'm going to let you choose which song we play after this interview. Do you want me to play Up or Misunderstood? I'll tell you what, let's go with Misunderstood. Okay. Partly because it's the new single, but also partly because selfishly, Up, you know, I wrote Up with, with a couple other people, um, but Misunderstood was one of those that I wrote by myself in my bedroom and it just, it holds a special place in my heart to kind of be that simple. It's a, it's a three chord punk song at the core of it. And I would love for people to kind of hear it. And it makes my heart smile. We will do that. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thanks, Miranda. I really appreciate you guys. And thanks for, you know, not just having us on, but, you know, helping champion a lot of local music and, and artists that might not otherwise be heard or have chances. I, I, we need more of stations like you and people like you. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. We're going to check out Misunderstood by the Sublets right now on The Resistance.